Hey everyone, welcome back to another Plugged In episode on the CPC Podcast. This Plugged In episode is brought to you by Gravity Student Ministries, the youth ministries of Centerpoint Pentecostal Church. We pray that this episode blesses you and challenges you and gives you the answers that you have been looking for for quite some time. I know that this message is going to be anointed and we know that it's going to bless you. So without any further ado, let's get into today's Plugged In episode. I want us to understand something very clearly here tonight. This is not the end of our journey. This is not the climax of our story. This is only the beginning of an incredible journey of miracles, blessings, your friends being filled with the Holy Ghost. operating in the spirit not me not your youth pastor not your youth staff you you walking around being led by the spirit laying hands on someone and watching god perform a miracle it's you that's going to be doing it and that's what's going to be going on in this journey. Yes. That's what's going to be happening. Tremendous growth in Gravity Student Ministries yes. is going to happen on this journey. So we can't get comfortable now because there's a journey we have to go on. If you have your Bibles, turn with me really quickly to the book of John chapter 3. I'm so glad to see so many people here tonight. And, and this is just a byproduct of what God is doing. John chapter 3, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. John chapter 3 and verse number 22. John chapter 3 and verse 22. The Bible says, After these things came Jesus and His disciples into the land of Judea, and there He tarried with them and baptized. And John was also baptizing in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there and they came and were baptized for John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John the Baptist's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan to whom Thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is my joy, therefore, fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. And I started this message tonight by saying that this is a journey. And you have to be, and you have been called into a ministry. Some sort of ministry. You have felt the pull to do more in the kingdom of God. And you have been called to do more than just sit on a pew. We've established that tonight. So tonight I want to start plugged in for the rest of the year by preaching on how to grow in the kingdom. 
You know you're called. You know you want to do more. But how are you going to grow into that? So let's just ask God to bless the rest of this service and bless the Word of God and bless the preaching of His Word. Let's just raise our hands and pray one last time. Jesus, we pray, God, that You would speak to our hearts tonight. I pray, Lord, that there would be a a unction in the Holy Ghost, God, a challenge in this room, that there would just be a drawing of Your Spirit. I pray that what we feel right now, God, that we just continue to bask in Your glory tonight and we just open our hearts to You, to what You have to say. Anoint me tonight. Use us for Your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's clap our hands. You may be seated. You may be seated. If you have closed your Bibles, I want to ask you to reopen it. To John chapter 3 once again. John chapter 3 and, and verse number 22. I, I just want to break this down. And as I was, as I was studying this, this, this passage of Scripture, we've read it many times. We know about John the Baptist. We know who he is. And we know who Jesus is, of course. And we know the story. But this is a passage all about spiritual growth. If you really dissect the Word of God, and I just encourage you as you read your Word, as you take time in your daily reading or whatever you do to get into the Word of God, don't read it for face value. Yes. Really try to, 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 to pray prior to reading. Pray to God before you start and ask God to show you something. Yes. God, speak to me through whatever I'm about to read. It could be First Chronicles. It could be Numbers. And God could still speak to you through the book of Numbers. And just, just make it a habit to pray before you start reading the Word. But let's start back off at verse number 22. The Bible says, After these things came Jesus and His disciples into the land of Judea. And there He tarried with them and baptized. Very important. Jesus was baptizing people. Verse number 23, and John also was baptizing in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there and they came and were baptized for John was not yet cast into prison. So the beginning of this text tell, gives us the indication that at one point in time, John the Baptist and Jesus Christ were both baptizing people at the same time. This brings me to my first point about spiritual growth. The ability to share in ministry is very important. If at any point in time you get the it's mine ministry, it's, it's mine spirit, if, 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 if at any time you get this thing to where, to where this is my piano this is this is this is my song this is this is my solo this is this is my pulpit at any point you get that way you have stalled all spiritual growth in your life it has stopped right there john the baptist came before jesus the bible says john the baptist had already established 
a presence and a reputation before Jesus had ever stepped onto the scene. They knew John the Baptist. They knew this man. They knew he was a preacher. They knew he was a baptizer. But the moment Jesus arrived, John did not get all beside himself and start throwing temper tantrums saying that Jesus was taking his job. John didn't feel threatened by the knowledge that someone else was baptizing. John didn't feel threatened by the knowledge that someone else was doing ministry. What what did he do? He joined him in the ministry. And if we're ever going to grow in our ministries and grow in our anointing and grow in numbers, we have to be willing to make room for other people. We can't get so caught up in the fact that we have been been handed a role and we can't share it with someone else who might be called of God to operate in the same ministry you're operating in. Let me give you an example. If Brother Brendan and his wife, Sister Joe Lee, would never hand out priorities and hand out different duties, and if all he wanted to do was not share his duties and not share his responsibilities, we wouldn't have as many hangouts. We wouldn't have a youth choir. We wouldn't have plugged in. We wouldn't have prayer meetings. We wouldn't have Bible studies because he's one man and she's one woman and they can't do it all. So you have to be willing to open yourself up and share. The entire group will benefit from it. Because we get to do more in the kingdom. And we get to experience more opportunities to have a move of God. And the first lesson you have to learn in ministry is that you have to be willing to share that spotlight. You can't let someone not feel wanted because you feel Threatened by that person. We cannot afford to let someone not use their talents because we want to be the only one in that role. When we are willing to let go of the reins a little bit and be a part of a team, the growth of this group is going to explode because we're going to let people be used. Now let's keep going in verse number 25. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized. He's baptizing too. And all men come to him. Some of John's followers got their feathers ruffled when they found out that there was someone else on the block doing John's job. They didn't want anyone else coming on John's turf and doing what he was doing. And maybe that was with some good intention. Maybe some of them thought that this was a false teacher. Maybe they thought that this other person was was maybe doing this in vain. But, But when you are in tune with the Spirit, you will not be upset when someone else who is called of God steps in to assist the overall mission of the church. You wouldn't be upset about that. Let's go to verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. So my second point tonight is that in order to grow in your ministry, 
You have to understand that it's not about you. The New Living Translation of this passage, verses 27 and 28 says, John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. Watch this. I am only here to prepare the way for Him. And friends, let me tell you, if we can get a grasp on that in 2023, this youth group would become so powerful that it would blow your minds. We are not here for the spotlight. We are not here for the hand claps. We are not here for the pats on the back. The sole purpose of us doing what we are doing and what we're all trying to do in each of our callings is is to prepare the way for Jesus to change lives. That's our calling. Our job as young people in ministry, every time we sing downstairs, every time we sing upstairs, every time we do sign language, every time we invite a friend to church, every time we pray for someone to the altar, is to prepare the way for God to do something special. We are the catalyst for a move of God. When you are in youth service and you begin to worship, that gets God's attention. When you're downstairs and you worship God, regardless of if the adults worship God or not, that gets God's attention. When you sing on the platform and you raise your hands and the tears start to fall because you're ushering in the presence of God, that gets God's attention. When we understand that it's not about us, it's about Him, we're going to see revival like we've never seen before in this youth group. Sometimes you just want to hang out once plugged in is over. And I get that. But God is God could be dealing with you about something instead and you choose to continue to pray. That's growth in your ministry. Sometimes you don't feel like raising your hands, but you do it anyway. That's growth in your ministry. Sometimes you'll sit there and act cool and everything's good, but you want to understand that there's more in your life and there's more that God wants to do for you and there's more that God wants to give you and you let go of your pride and you stand up and raise your hands. That's growth in your ministry. Humble yourself. And sometimes you don't want to pray over that person because you're tired and you had a bad day and you let God use you anyway. That's how you're going to grow in your ministry because you understand it's not about how you feel. It's not about hanging out sometimes. It's about what God is wanting to do through you in this service. That's growth. Now let's keep reading. I have a lot to go through. I'm trying to hurry. Verse number 29, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is my joy, therefore. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. John said he doesn't have to be the bridegroom. Verse number 29, 
He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. I'm not the bridegroom. I don't have a bride. I don't have a church. But the friend of the bridegroom. I'm just happy to be the friend of the bridegroom. John said, this is my joy fulfilled. That I am a friend of the bridegroom. I'm a friend of the Messiah. I'm so glad that I'm a friend of Jesus. Matter of fact, I'm so glad that Jesus is my friend. I'm so glad that Jesus is my very best friend. We're all friends in here and I love each and every one of you. And I love you all with everything in my heart. But, and, and we all sh- should love each other. And if you don't love somebody in here, you need to make it right. Because you're not going to grow in your ministry if you don't. But if you, ha- if you love everybody in this room, and that's all fine and dandy. But the main thing is the main thing. I'm glad Jesus loves me. Amen. And I'm glad that I love Jesus. Then we hear the final words on the matter that I want to speak about tonight. My final point is this. He must increase, but I must decrease. John was saying to his followers that his ministry is worth nothing without Jesus being involved in it. John was one of the most compelling preachers to ever walk the earth. He didn't have a fancy pulpit in the middle of town square. He didn't have all the fancy clothes and the fancy arrangement and a huge presence within the city. He didn't have all that. But yet people would leave the cities and go into the wilderness to hear this man preach and be baptized in those waters. And yet, as compelling as he was, as talented as he was, and as talented as you are, and as called and as chosen as you are, if you're ever going to grow in your ministry, this phrase has to ring in your mind and in your heart. I have got to decrease so he can increase. Now, that does not give you a free pass to sit there and do nothing. Decreasing is not a cop-out in ministry. You can still do a work for God while decreasing. It doesn't mean to decrease in your talent. It doesn't mean to decrease in your ability or your willingness to be used. That's not what it means. John the Baptist was still a compelling preacher. He was still a powerful man of God, but in the midst... Of everything God gave him, he had to be willing to decrease so God could be increased. And if you're ever going to be used mightily of God, if you're ever going to grow into someone who is a front runner of Christ, someone who can plant the seeds and then let God water them, you've got to be willing to allow yourself to be decreased so that he can be increased in your life. And all of us only have 100% capacity. We only have 100%. That's all we can give. We all have the same limit. 100%. And if 85% of your capacity is worldly desires and worldly lusts and worldly junk, and if only 10% of it is your calling, and and if your humility is only 5%, you need to find your place in a carpet and let God rearrange a couple things in your life. Because you cannot grow in ministry with, 89, with 85% world and 10% calling. There is no way to grow that way. You have got to flip the script. 
In this world, we want increase. In this world, everyone wants increase. Everyone wants to go up a grade. Everyone wants to be the best guy or girl with your team. Everyone wants to be the best musician, the best singer. We just want to increase, increase, increase. That's all we want to do is grow and grow and grow. We all want a million dollars. We all want a million dollars. You cannot say in here you don't want a million dollars. But the moment you got the million dollars, you'd say, I want $10 million. And the moment you got $10 million, you'd say, I want $100 million. Just increase, increase. We're never satisfied with where we are. But in the kingdom of God, it's the opposite. And for the past two years, we've been pulling you to find your calling and seek after your calling. And you've done a tremendous job in that. You raised your hands. You have sought after God. You know God's calling you. So in 2023, I want to take you to the next level. We know we're called. We know we're anointed. We know God wants us to do something. But the route to get from where you are to where you're called to be is that I must decrease so he can increase. I'm needing, I'm needing some of you in here to make a decision tonight that you're going to let them out there see more Jesus in you this year. I'm needing some of you to make the decision tonight that you're going to let them see more of Jesus and less of you, regardless of what it takes, regardless of what has to happen, regardless of what you have to do, regardless of what you have to get rid of. They're going to see more of you than they see of me. And I don't care what I got to do. I don't care what I got to say. I don't care where I got to go. I want them to see more of you in me than they see me. Yes. Because if you want to grow in the kingdom, hear me. I know I'm hollering, but I'm passionate about this. If you want to grow in the kingdom, you've got to be willing to be made low. Now, don't take me saying decrease as an excuse to not keep doing things for God. Like I said, John was still baptizing even when Jesus was baptizing. If God has given you the ability to sing, if God has given you the ability to play an instrument, to teach, to speak, to be a shoulder for someone to cry on, you are not allowed to stop doing that until one, or two, one of two things happens. One, you die, or two, He comes back. That's the only two times you are, you are allowed to stop doing what God has called you to do. Before we, we take our final breath, I want to take my final breath doing what God's called me to do. I want to take my final breath saying I've done everything I can do for the kingdom of God. I've done everything I can do for Gravity Student Ministry. I've tried my best to see a move of God every time I come into this place. When I talk about decrease, I'm talking about shedding off everything that's not of God in your life. I'm talking about being in tune with God so clearly that you can feel when He's trying to talk to you. And when He's trying to tell you that that you need to let go of that person or delete that app off your phone or stop 
or, 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 or get rid of your own plans or stop talking to that boy or that girl because they're going to lead you to a path of destruction. You've got to be in tune with God. I'm talking about decreasing your own plans and your own thing so that God can increase your life with prosperity and with joy and with peace and with revival. Watch this. Watch this. I'm trying to hurry. Watch this. Jesus said in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and 14, very popular scripture. We all know it. If my people, which are called by my name, that's you and I, we are called to do great things. But here it is. Watch this. Shall humble themselves, decrease, and pray, decrease, and seek my face, decrease and turn from their wicked ways decrease watch this then will I hear from heaven increase and will forgive their sins increase and will heal their land increase if we want to continue to grow in our callings and in our spiritual authority within gravity we got to get a revelation of humility we got to get a revelation of prayer And let's all stand. The parable, the parable with the talents in Matthew 25. The parable of the talents is a great description of spiritual growth and how it's vital for every believer. Did you know that you are commanded to grow in the kingdom? If you are not growing and if you are satisfied with being where you are for the rest of your life, you are disobeying God. I'll prove it to you. The parable is in Matthew 25 and I'll just read it out loud with the new living translation so it's a little bit easier to understand. It says again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of, of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more bags of silver. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip, and he called them to give an account on how they had used his money. The servant of whom he had entrusted the five bags came forward with five more, and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more for you. The master was full of praise, saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned you two more. 
The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money? At least I could have gotten some interest off of it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we wonder why some people are more talented than others. But God doesn't really care about that. The moral of the story is spiritual growth. Regardless if you have ten talents or if you only know how to do one thing remotely correct, your job is to take what you have and grow it. Take what you have and improve on it. If all you can do is clap your hands, grow that into a dance. If all you can do is sing, take every opportunity to grow in that talent. If all you can do is play an instrument, even if it's not 100% correct, take the time to grow in that ability. If God has blessed you with a smart brain and you do well in school, multiply that by studying the Word of God and memorizing Scriptures. As long as you're doing the most with what God gave you, that is spiritual growth. And if you look at your one talent and start comparing it to someone with ten, you will find utter destruction. We aren't called to compare ourselves with each other in this room. We are called to multiply our individual talents. And if you can multiply your individual talents, everyone in this group will benefit from it. So tonight as we pray, we all know how to get in the presence of God. We all know how to get there. We've seen it many times in this service. We know how to tap into the Holy Ghost that we feel right now. We know how to do it. And I'm so proud of us for knowing how to do that. That is spiritual growth. To know how to get in the presence. And tonight won't be won't be different. We will have a move of God in this room before we leave. God is going to do something. We know that. We know that. But don't get caught up in the same old, same old. God wants to grow you this year. But that takes you being willing to not care about who's around you. And not care what other people are doing. And let yourself be decreased. Ask God to show you what you need to do to go deeper in your ministry. That's a scary question to ask. God will give you the answer. One way or another, He will show you. You got to be willing to do it mm-hmm. when he tells you. Amen. As we pray, if you feel stuck right now, maybe it's something in your personal life that's making you stuck. Maybe it's God trying to teach you something in this season of st- season of stillness. 
But above all else, we must decrease so he can increase. We got to know it's not about us. We got to be okay with being a part of a team and letting God use that team. On behalf of Gravity Student Ministries, thank you so much for checking out today's Plugged In episode. If you're ever in the Centerpoint, Louisiana area and you want to come check out one of our services in person, we have them every Wednesday night, 7.05 p.m. in the Upstairs Youth Sanctuary at Centerpoint Pentecostal Church. We would love to have you be a part of us. In the meantime, though, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on the next Plugged In episode. See you later.